This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital Broadcasting from Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the real horse capital of the world. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. Co-hosting with me today, I have Helen Barbazon from Pleasant Acres. And also joining us in the studio, a big honor this morning to have a gold medalist here with us, Leslie Law, who is an international three-day eventer. Uh, a real honor. Thank you for coming in and being with us this morning. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting me. Thank you. It's nice to have another Brit with us in the morning, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you got started in eventing. Um, I guess I started riding when I was probably around nine, nine, ten years old, and um, I guess it was really a little bit of uh, a little bit of brother rivalry. Actually, I, uh, my younger brother Graham um, was probably more interested in in, in the very beginning, and uh, when my parents got him a pony, I didn't think that was really fair that he should have one, and I shouldn't. <laughs> So, you know, we eventually, you know, we got two little Welsh mountain ponies, I think, which my father bought out of, uh, out of like, a, a market in a little Welsh town called Abergavenny. And um, it sort of all started, really, from that. We went, went and joined the Golden Valley Pony Club, and, uh, you know, obviously the Pony Club in, uh, in, in Great Britain is, 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 is it's a big it's a big thing. And, um, yeah, it... it, it that those that was the roots of it really well you know it's interesting i saw that you had uh, competed in soli hull um and it was interesting because i actually was born in walsgrave hospital i grew up in meriden and i went to school in soli hull mm -hmm. and i competed at the nec a lot right and so i saw your kind of life had sort of been all around mm -hmm. really the west midlands and For we sure. moved to warwickshire later on and ended up living in stratford on avon but we were in the west midlands for like the first seven or eight years of, of we, our house, Walsh Hall, was in Meriden, and we actually sold it to the lead singer of ELO. Right. Who sold it to the lead singer of UB40. So that whole area was yeah. our, you know, stomping ground yeah. where we were showing and all of that. So it was interesting when I saw that um, about, you know, growing up, and you were really, you must have been in all the same sort of area as us, you know. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I was born, born in a little village called Bredwardine, which is in... Uh, Herefordshire, right on the English-Welsh border. You borders. can't beat the name of uh, villages in England, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where I was sort of born and brought up, and uh, later we moved, uh, stayed stayed within Herefordshire in another village called Erdersley. And, See, um, told you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it started there. Yeah, I mean, later on when I left school, I, you know, I rode for, I worked and rode for a lady called Revel Guest, and, uh, which was up by Hay and Y, and uh, then yeah, I definitely moved within those circles that you just talked about when I left there and set up on my own. I set up in Hartbury, Gloucestershire, and then moved to Inkborough, which is right near Stratford, which mm -hmm. ten minutes from Stratford, and um, yeah, so we were always within moving in that West Midlands uh, area for That's sure. Funny. Yeah. And you're a relative. <laughs> so when did you move to America? Um, I moved here at the uh, end of 2005, in December of 2005. Yeah, and you came straight to Florida? Yeah, I came to Ocala. 
and uh, spent that first winter here, that 2005-2006 winter here. And after one um, winter here, you said, why have I not always lived here? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite different, really, uh, well, especially from the weather point of view. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, um, you know, I mean, it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I did have a spell in America when I was um, 18, 17, 18, as a working student with, uh, with a, a guy called Ian Sillich who was into the show jumping. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed my time here when I was, I was probably 18, 19 yeah, at the time, and I thoroughly enjoyed that, that time that I was here. And, uh, you know, and um, it was funny that I came back here in 2005 and, and I've stayed here now, and um, yeah. It's, and you love it. I love it. You love the horse yeah. capital, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. So um, talk a little bit about, um, about your teaching and, and your clinics and, and how you work with your students. Well, yeah, I mean, we do. Um, I'm now the coach for the, uh, what, what they call the emerging athletes for the USA. So uh, that involves two groups, what we call the under-18s and the under-25s. And... Uh, so they they have to get uh, selected onto that. I guess if you like, it's it's um, it's you know trying to identify the talent in those two age groups, and um, the objective is that it's eventually you know it's a pipeline towards towards the the senior teams like we've just seen in uh, in try on this week. So we're trying trying to identify talent and then guide them and. Um, so that they progress and quietly, you know, as they go out, you know, over 25 and they move into more and more senior world that, you know, they eventually hopefully end up representing the U.S. Um, on senior teams, basically. That would make you very proud, wouldn't so, it? So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's for me, it's really rewarding and, and very exciting, you know, having done what I've done and had so many people throughout the years help me in my career and took me one step at a time, if you like, and it, you know, like they say, you know, it takes a village to, to do that type of thing, and I've had so many people help me over the years. Um, it's great now to be in that position, putting that back and, you know, trying to get those younger athletes that are, you know, that's, that's all they want to do. Mm -hmm. and. Um, and try and guide them, you know, through through that path that where sometimes you slipped up, and from your experiences, you know, you can help them. Can help them, right. not not just necessarily, you know. Obviously, we're help, you know, we, we train and coach them as far as the riding side of it goes, but there, are, they, you know, there are so many other aspects to it as well. Like, hey, don't do that. I did that. You know what happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so you know, that's really exciting. We, uh, you know, we do training sessions throughout the year. Our biggest training session actually is um, two of them are here in Ocala in January, where we do um, a week long with the under 18s and, and a week with the under 25s. Um, and then usually I go out to California and do another week out there with the athletes who are on the program on the West Coast. Um, and then, you know, we do other training sessions throughout the year and, you know, we're watching and observing it when they're at competitions and competing. So um, that's really exciting and that's, you know, that's, that's a great, you know, like I said, a great job. And then outside of that, we have our own students. Um, you know, we have students that ride with us consistently here. Um, 
you know, and um, and then yeah, we we my wife and I uh, we travel around the country, um, all over the country, doing clinics as well. Wonderful. Now, what was the really big difference differences you saw moving here from England uh, and eventing here compared to eventing there? Well, I think I think the biggest thing is is uh, it's so spread out. You know, I mean you. you <laughs> You know, I mean, you've got this huge country and, um, you know, I mean, it is just so hard, you know, like in, in some respects it's, it's, it's an advantage, but in, some, in a lot of respects I think it w works against us here in the U.S. as well, that, that it is so spread out. Um, <coughs> so you've got like East Coast and West Coast. East Coast, and, West Coast <laughs> yeah. you know, and then we got, you know, you've got, you know, like here in the, here in the winter and up north more in, yeah. in the summer type of thing because of the climate a little bit. Um, and so try, you know, trying to put, I think that is, is the hardest thing, you know, the horses, have, the horses have to travel so much more. So, you know, I mean, for example, we are going to Stableview next week for, for an event, which is in Aiken. Um, but it means, you know, we leave on Wednesday, we don't come back till Sunday. And in, you know, so that's five days to, to do that competition, whereas in the UK, that competition would take 48 hours, two days maximum. Right. You know, so the horses are away from home for five days. Which As my dad would say, just up the Foss way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the horses are away for five days next week, and that interrupts with their training and uh, fitness programs sense. and, and so I think those those are probably the the, the bigger challenges, quite honestly. Yeah, really, uh, kind of allowing enough time uh, um, to travel to get to the competitions, and then also allowing for that that training time that you're losing. So yeah, Absolutely. it makes a difference. You've sure. got to be thinking much further ahead about when you're going to, you know, when, you know, as far as your fitness and, and you know when you're going to do dressage days, when you're going to do show jumping days, when your gallop days are. I think you've got to be much more. Um, you know, probably much more disciplined in, in knowing when that's going to happen, you know, because because of the interruption, really, of being away for so long just to do one competition. Yeah, that's true. Now, um, you married a Leslie. Yeah. You, right before the show, we were having a laugh about that, and it keeps you out of trouble. Leslie did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spelt differently, but pronounced the same, so that can be handy at times, uh -huh. I'm sure. How did you meet? Um, I actually, uh, I went over to uh, Canada to um, do a symposium um, and uh, Leslie was actually uh, riding, riding in that symposium and so that was the first time I met her and, um, and then the, the following year actually I was, uh, I came over to um, Kentucky which was then Rolex, now Land Rover, right. <laughs> um, three day event to ride and Leslie was riding at that as well and met up, uh, um, met up there with you her again. You were like, there's that girl uh, again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it, uh, it all progressed from there. That's wonderful. Now you have a little boy. Yeah. Liam. Yeah. Is the little chap going to be a three-day eventer? Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? He's, uh, he's eight. He's eight. Um, he doesn't doesn't appear to be at all interested at the moment. Really? Um, so uh, he's uh, he sort of uh, says, "Daddy, I I watch you out there on those horses, and it looks like a lot of hard work." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I want to do that, and I'm like, "You're probably right." Um, so, uh, but he has his interests. He 
He loves his soccer. Does he like soccer? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. wonderful. So we're off to soccer this morning. Oh. He's got a he's got a match after oh, after I leave wonderful. here. So um, that um, that's for me. That's great because obviously I love my soccer too. And uh, so uh, <laughs> best was, of both worlds: some horses was, yeah, and some soccer. Exactly. It's fabulous. <laughs> I can live that through him, as they say. So uh, which which probably is not a great thing for him, but <laughs> he'll have to put up with that. <laughs> that's right. He will. Doting dad, right? Uh, exactly. That's wonderful. So, you've won a gold medal. Um, you've you've competed at the top of your game. You've accomplished so much. Um, now you're coaching young people to be just like you. Do you still have a bucket list? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, I love. I'm a, probably a competitor. I'm very much a competitor at heart. My, you know, wasn't not that my father wrote or anything, but whatever he did in life, he was. He always wanted to be the best at it. He was definitely a competitor in whatever he did, and I think, you know, I definitely inherited that. Um, so, you know, I always want to be the best, and um, you know, but yeah, I get. I mean, I suppose times change quietly. You know, you know, I love horses. I love the training. Um, I love trying to take them to where what they're capable of through training. Um, you know, and I still love competing. Um, I have a great group of young horses right now. Uh, you know, we've got one horse there that I, you know, went up to the uh, sort of the advanced three-star level this year. And um, he'll do a three-star here at the Jockey Club in November. And um, if that if that goes well, he could be, you know, he, he well, we'll probably will. We'll go to Kentucky next year with him. So. Uh, you know that's exciting. He's a young horse. He's nine years old, and um, you know, right now it looks like he's got a really exciting career at at the upper level. Um, two two seven year olds that are coming along behind him that are at the at the two star level that are looking really good prospects, and a couple more younger horses behind them. So, like I said, I got a nice group of young horses. Um, so. We'll see what happens. Um, I think we're fortunate in this sport that, you know, uh, we can keep going for a long time as uh, Mark Todd is still proving. Um, you know, 62. It's incredible, isn't going, it? Going around Burley and then, and then flying around Wegg last week. And, uh, you know, I still look at Nick Skelton. You Nick, know, so I was going to say Nick Skelton, yeah, wow. Winning the gold medal uh, <laughs> right. you know, in, in Rio at 59 after a hip replacement. And, uh, you know, I think we're quite fortunate that with us riders that they they can keep pushing us out I was going to say, they keep patching <laughs> us back together, like, let's stick this bit back on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, I love competing, and, you know, if the horses, if, if the horses are there, and um, we'll, um, you know, we'll keep going. Absolutely, wonderful. Last question, really, Leslie, is, uh, let's just talk about the Ocala Jockey Club. Very exciting uh, international three-day event in November. Um, big fan of the Nygards and what they're doing with that's wonderful. Uh, your thoughts on that event, having that event here in Ocala? Well, I mean, it's a it's a real jewel for us to have here in Ocala. You know, I mean, you know, this year they're holding um, a CCI three-star as well for the first time. So, you know, I mean, after that, the the only level you've got left is 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 the four star, quite honestly. So, for Ocala to have a CCI three star, 
um, you know, and then the other international levels below that for us to, you know, compete our younger horses in as well. It, it's actually, it's huge for the area. Um, you know, like I said, my horse, he's going to go and do, one of the horses is going to go do the three star. And that, you know, if he does that well, that allows him to go on to Kentucky next year. So, nice. um, and the younger horses are doing the two star. And so, so my wife's young horses, they're doing the two star. So to have that in, a, you know, in our backyard is amazing, isn't it? Is amazing. Um, but the other side of it is it, it is such an amazing piece of property. You know, I think so many people think, oh, Florida and, and you know, it's <laughs> flat. Right. And, and, and you go to the jockey club and you can't find a piece of flat ground. <laughs> it's, it's true, um, it's beautiful. You know, it's this beautiful, undulating it's gorgeous, terrain. It? And uh, it's, I think it's could be and possibly is one of the best venues this world could have because it's got this old-fashioned feel where you know you actually go out on cross-country and the horses go out there you know so many events are held on on a small acreage these days that we end up doubling back on ourselves so right. much and there's this beautiful property where the horses can actually really go out and gallop and enjoy themselves lovely and yet the setting sets itself for spectators because it's like an amphitheater and, yeah. and they can watch the horses galloping around the cross-country through this you know, through this bowl type of place and, you know, underneath the wonderful oak trees that fabulous, in this area. Um, I think it's a world-class venue. Um, you know, I hope everybody in Ocala comes out and watches and, they need and to. supports yes. it. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a great sporting event coming up now. It's incredible, um, yeah, November 15th to yeah. 18th. Just wonderful, yeah. wonderful event. You know, we'll we're be. very lucky to have it and, uh, you know, and it's, yeah, give it, the, give it the support. Come out and watch. It's a great weekend. It is. It's wonderful. Incredible. Leslie, thank you so much. You're welcome. It's an honor to have you here. It's an honor to have you in Ocala. We, uh, we love it. We love to have our top class uh, equestrians here in these wonderful events that we can come and cheer you on. And uh, we'll be cheering here for Liam and his soccer game today, too. <laughs> so make sure he wins. <laughs> Thank you very much to Leslie Law. Really fantastic to have him with us in the studio. Incredible honor. And uh, what a great guy he is. Uh, and a Brit as well. Hi, guys. This is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And let me know what you thought. Now please go out there and share the podcast.